Uh, uh, listen, Bender, uh, uh, where's your bathroom? Bath what? Bathroom. What room? Bathroom! What what? Ah, never mind. Welcome to the world of tomorrow. This is Back to the Futurama, your podcast voyage through one of the greatest TV shows Fox ever canceled. I'm Mike. I'm Ben. Today we're on season one, episode three, I Roommate. I Roommate, a nice uh, nod to Isaac Asimov. Yeah, right off the bat, we've got a pretty good reference. Yeah. So, hmm, what was the cold (laughs) open on this one? I don't even remember at this point. All I have is Owls as Pests. Oh, no, that's right. This episode didn't have a cold open. Yeah. It went straight into the, uh, okay. Because because Fry is l- sleeping on the big table when they come into right. the first scene. So, yeah. So, right from the beginning of the episode, um, we see Fry living there in the uh, Planet Express mm-hmm. building, sleeping on a table. Sleeping on the conference table as everybody is trying to have a meeting. Very good. Right. My favorite part about this scene is the Salvador Dali reference uh, where Bender bends the alarm clock to be sort of a melting yeah. clock sort of thing. Uh, Persistence of Memory is the name of the painting. As an art major, I should know that. That's good. My degree has to be good for something, Mike. I didn't say anything. I didn't look in any specific way to elicit that response. It was preemptive. Okay. You got to strike first. That's what preemptive means. So That's what I was... Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, preemptive. Adjective. Oh, we're... Okay. Uh, no, Webster's I'm, Dictionary defines... Webster's Dictionary <laughs> defines preemptive as... It's like at those weddings where yeah. uh, they define love, but this is preemptive? Is this a preemptive wedding? Are we are we getting are we getting married? Because I, I I'm not dressed for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the silliest thing we've ever we've done on this podcast so far. And the other thing that I really like about the whole opening sequence with Fry living in the Planet Express building is that he makes himself a big bowl of bachelor chow. Mm-hmm. Which we see a couple of references uh, to later in both the series and even this episode. But I always really liked that because it advertises with now with flavor. Yeah. What 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 did it have before? Nothing, I assume. Sustenance, I guess. In the future, all you need is sustenance. It's kind of like all you need is love. Yeah. It's kind of like right now with, with uh, Soylent. You know, I tried Soylent for a while. Yeah. And they aren't advertising on this podcast, so I will not be reviewing them. Good talk. Good talk. We are off the tracks already. All right. Yeah, I I really do like the bachelor chow thing because as somebody who has been a bachelor for most uh, all of his life, I get that sort of, tonight it's not really about flavor. Tonight it's eating yet another Totino's pizza that you paid a dollar 25 for at the local grocery store. It's not about flavor or the, even really the experience. It's just shoveling something down your throat. That was reasonably cheap. Sounds like a good Friday night. 
So Fry's living in the Planet Express building, mm-hmm. and obviously everybody hates him. Sure, yeah, sure. he's causing the the water usage to spike by his his emergency showers at all times, and he's using the ship's engines to dry and style his hair, which gives him great lift. Also, huge doses of radiation. I mean, if that if that's the trade off you want to make, that's that's great. I personally wouldn't style my hair that way. No, I will pass. And the final straw, uh, my other favorite joke. I mean, this... So, I'm going to spoiler alert our own podcast. Not the episode, (laughs) but the podcast. I'm not going to give this episode a very great rating, personally. Okay. But uh, most of my favorite jokes are just kind of uh, one-liners. Quick little throwaway gags, like the uh, how he eats the mummy... Mm-hmm. Uh, Zubin the Great. Yep. And he's just like, mm, great jerky. And then the professor's like, I was going to eat that mummy. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I think that's one of the things that Futurama really does well in general is the sort of here's the joke and then here's that kind of last last second jab that really makes it land. Because I feel like eating a thousand-year-old mummy like it's jerky is a pretty okay joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the professor's outraged because he wanted to eat the mummy. Sure. Perfect. They do come back to that joke later, which I don't think is as as successful as that initial joke. Right. Because it's all kind of about that surprise of like, that's just what you do is you eat tiny mummies and different flavors of mummies. I don't, I don't understand either. It's basically like what a Slim Jim is anyways. You're probably It's just right. thousand year old mummies. Snap into that mummy. I am just crapping all over all sorts of brands <laughs> here today. Hashtag brands. Uh, if you would like to be a sponsor of Back to the Futurama, <laughs> don't be Slim Jim. Or apparently Solent. Despite not really caring for the episode overall, I think its greatest contribution is that we do get all my circuits yep. and therefore Calculon. And I'm going to say that Calculon is probably my favorite of all of the side characters okay so i mean other than like the the planet express employees the, the crew, yeah i just i love calculon i love how literally everything he does has to be dramatic at mm-hmm. all times he has to emote he has to just oh, he's just everything <laughs> that everything that i love yeah wrapped into a overly dramatic robot actor yeah well i mean that's what he's programmed to do to to be melodramatic and act you know that kind of thing and yeah i i I think it's it's important to note that that's where all my circuits comes in and calculon and so many of this silly like we're gonna make fun of soap operas and things like that um but i do want to back up and say they do watch at one point while they're flipping monster truck wrestling on tv and i want to know where that is because that sounds awesome Oh, you're right. I always kind of forget about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's yeah. another one of those great Futurama kind of throwaway gags. And it's only on screen for like a, a half a second at most, but it's just, of course, yes, of course I would love to watch that, yes. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I'd probably watch that. Yeah. It's kind of like Rocket League, but like stepped up two notches. And violence. There's a little bit of violence in Rocket League, but not enough. Depends on who you're playing with. I, okay, good point. Um, so at, at this point in the episode, after we meet Calculon for the first time in all my circuits and 
They they move the couch out with uh, Fry and Bender. I don't mean to interrupt, but I think you mean we fall in love with Calculon for the first time. You're right. My mistake. Continue. So, so they they move the couch out and with with Fry and Bender still sitting on it and telling them to get go find other places to live. And when they're returning to the building, Hermes says, "We'll bill you for the couch," but the the lip sync isn't. It, so it's obviously something they went in afterwards, and it's like we we can't just have them walk back into the building. It's not funny enough. We have to punch this up, but they didn't have any spare animation style. So they so Hermes doesn't move his lips, but he says it. Interesting. Which I've, is an interesting thing because we've been talking about how good the animation is. Mm-hmm. It's one of those rare missteps. That's interesting. I didn't catch that. I'll have to go back and every time I see it, I catch that one. Huh. I'll have to go back and take a look. I mean, I've I've seen Futurama enough times at this point where I feel like I should catch most things. I've yeah. In all the rewatches I've done, I've never watched that, so that's uh, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, we even though we've seen it tens of times, you know, fifties of times or whatever, we can. I mean, we're there's still new stuff to find in these episodes, which is pretty cool. I'll I'll really have to go back and mm-hmm. uh, give that a second look. Yeah, I I just dropped a nugget on you. Is that? I, I that's my new catchphrase just like <laughs> i'm already in my pajamas i i quit the podcast i'm done <laughs> i quit the podcast three episodes in well we gave it a good college try and then i dropped a nugget on you <laughs> <laughs> oh, god <laughs> crap i'm actually doing it aren't i you've already used it as many times as i am <laughs> already in my pajamas so i think one more time and it qualifies as a catchphrase i think so I think this episode is the first time where we we finally rec- realize why Bender drinks so much. It's true. They talk about how the alcohol fuels his fuel cells, mm-hmm. which before that, it was just something that he did. Yeah. And but he does want to make sh- sure that you know that alcohol fuels his fuel cells, but cigars make him look cool. Well, that's undeniable. It's true. I mean, part of the reason that they do is that the uh, obviously the lack of drinking later on comes up in the episode. So, I mean, it's yeah. kind of a plot point specifically for this episode. It does come up later. And yeah, it comes up relatively often and often enough that I would say it's it's a character trait, and not just like a one off gag that they wanted to play. Right. But what I'm saying is it's we keep talking about how they keep having these little gags that kind of maybe they show up in one episode or maybe they're just that little throwaway thing where in that moment the character has that trait. This was like a this is one of those things where I feel like they could have just had it in this episode because it serves a very important plot point later on. But then it just becomes a thing like they they use it as a plot point here and from here on out it is just how the world works suddenly robots are fueled with alcohol mm-hmm. that's true um i think it's really important to note that he bender is one of the only robots that I, that in throughout the show actually drinks alcohol and others just use like i think it was some some use like anchovy oil or something like that mineral oil instead i remember that being a plot point well no in 
a fish full of dollars. It's talked about how you could use anchovy oil. Remember, anchovies are extinct. That's true. We're getting episodes ahead now, but... But it, it, my point is less about what whatever, but Bender is the only Bender uh, robot that I remember seeing drinking human cons- for human consumption alcohol, like old Fortran and things like that. Others, other robots figure out some other uh, way to get alcohol, whether that's you know ethyl alcohol or whatever. I think. Well, I know in in the episode where Bender converts to robotology, mm-hmm. he drinks. Uh, yeah, it, mineral oil. Right. Um, you're right about that. So it is possible, but we don't actually really see how other robots live. True. It's sort of this accepted thing that I guess they can go either way with it. Yeah. Because, I mean, you, you are forbidden from drinking alcohol if you're in the, the, the church of robotology. That's an interesting point because then it's like, well, am I if I joined a church that restricted me from eating food, food that would be interesting and by well, no, interesting i mean die. awful yeah because you die i i don't want to do that i would prefer it if you did not right so they are in the food uh, mart no yeah. that's not what it's called i don't remember what it was called i didn't catch that one it's it's like a one of those sushi places where it's all on yeah, a track it's conveyor belt but it's for all food, including martinis and an amoeba and popcorn I saw in the background sure. at one point. Sure. I don't really think I'd ever want to eat there. No, I don't think so. What are the chances that they're going to have something you will actually find enjoyable? Popcorn seems good. I don't want anything served next to an amoeba, a giant amoeba. Well, now you're just being spacist well, or ame- amoeba-ist. I'm willing to accept that. Okay. As long as you can accept that. Um, Amoebaism is a real thing. And we need to we need to talk about it more with our our children. So after they leave the conveyor belt food place, they go to Bender's because he offers to let Fry live with him. Yep. And the Bender's apartment number is zero zero one zero zero one zero zero okay which i looked up if you convert that to decimal it's the number 36 okay interestingly uh thanks to one of the many futurama wikis that exist out there i don't Mm -hmm. remember which one i would give you proper credit if i could remember okay according to one of the Many Futurama wikis. 00100100, if you convert that to ASCII, is a dollar sign. Interesting. They move into Bender's apartment. That's true. Very, very small. Two cubic meters, I believe. Something like that. Because that two cubic meters and they only take up 1.5 cubic meters. Because they have room for a whole another two-thirds of a person. Gross. That's the worst room decor I think you can have. <laughs> another two-thirds of a person so they determine that that it's not going to really work for the two of them because bender doesn't need a whole lot of room but fry kind of does and also a bathroom which is you know a what room a bathroom a bath what a a bathroom a what what (sighs) so yeah before we move on from bender's apartment like I said, part of the, the only things that I really care for in this episode are a lot of those one-liners. Sure. And um, 
And one of my favorite ones from Bender of all, all time. Again, we're going back to my love of Bender. <laughs> I apparently just love robots between it, Bender and Calculon. When so you know what you like. you. I'm not going to finish that sentence. <laughs> Bender goes to sleep for the night. And he starts dreaming, and he's talking about killing all humans. I think he's talked about it before, or is this the first time? Um, I think I think this might be the first time he actually specifically uses okay. the phrase "kill all humans." Okay, I'm not keeping track. Send us a tweet at. Oh, he's looking at me. <laughs> I forgot. It was Back to the Futurama. Back at, to Futurama. At Back to Futurama. If if you can dispel what we just said about it being the first time he wants to kill all humans anyways the part that i really enjoy about it is that fry wakes him up and they talk for a sec and then bender, uh, bender goes back to sleep and i quoted this line for many 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 years as disturbing as it may have made me sound but he goes back to sleep and he's uh, obviously dreaming about a sexy robot lady because he says, hey, sexy mama, want to kill all humans? I'm just glad that you recognize that it. if you say that to somebody that you'd you know, walk up to a bar and say, say that, I'm not going to say it because I think you, you captured it. it it's going to make you look weird at the very least. At this point, I'd like to remind everybody how I talked about basically eating bachelor chow because I have been a bachelor most of my life, and now it's no secret as to why. No secret. I love robots, and I (laughs) talk about killing all humans when I try to pick up chicks, so... Someday it will work. I believe it. At this point, I'd like to also uh, (laughs) say to my girlfriend who is listening, I'm sure, I do not mean anything about dating robots. But if you are Ben's girlfriend, please tweet at us and tell him (laughs) what you said, what what he said to you the very first time. And if it was, hey, sexy mama, want to kill all humans. Oh, God. You were there when we met. Yeah. I did not say, hey, I want more tweets. (laughs) Gotta get more tweets. On Futurama brand or not, it's anything. <laughs> Where were we even at? Oh, it, we're we're in Bender's apartment, and Bender has been sleeping and saying things in his sleep that apparently Ben re uh, re says to people in real life. Um, allegedly, or, or has? Oh, you you did mention that you had. Anyway, again, we're digressing. Allegedly, they go back to Planet Express, and Bender is all super excited and happy and having a good time fry is disheveled to say the least the very least because bender put in carpet and so his head is all tilty mm-hmm. and then he thinks that leela is standing at an odd position until leela literally cracks his neck back which is another thing i love about fry where he's just like this is my world now everybody's standing at a weird angle who knows why <laughs> who is to know Oh, everybody's back. Okay, that's fun. Fry decides to move out. They decide to find a new place. There are a lot of different places they check out. I, I think some of the jokes are a little bit more successful than others. Sure. My favorite is the the apartment that seems perfectly great, and they can't find any problem with it. And then they learn it's technically in New Jersey, and it smash cuts to them being nothing remotely livable. But everything is legal in New Jersey. 
I'm I'm giving the Hamilaria H for those that are not in the room with us, which is all of you. No one else was in the room where it happened. <laughs> you just said we need to go faster. <laughs> we need to go. T- where are we need to go faster? Here, let me make it a, a Hamilton podcast. Welcome to Back to the Futurama, the finest Hamilton podcast <laughs> on the entire internet. Wait, they find a new place eventually. We're not even referencing the M.C. Escher-inspired apartment that has an extra dimension that they're not going to use. Well, we can... I mean, it's it's a pretty good joke. It, I thought it was a good joke, yeah. Enough that I wrote it down and I want to talk about it. Well, I guess I've talked about it at this point, so we're good. They find a new place. <laughs> Some obvious odd couple references. Yeah. I mean, they play the theme song. Sure. Um, they do the throw down the cigar and hit it with the... Or grab it with the the umbrella stick which again is i think it's a great joke because fry just takes a drag off of it and then just tosses it back down on the floor yeah which is you know they're not an odd couple at all other than the fact that one is a robot and one is a human from the 20th century one of my favorite decorations in their entire place is the embroidery of home sweet home where it's 10 home 20 sweet 30 go to 10 (laughs) I always love those go-tos. Never use a go-to. Absolutely never. No, I'm just, but I mean, they're just a relic of an old day. The good old days. And they're they're very visible. That's like, oh, that's obviously a computer joke. I don't know. Is there anything else you even want to mention about their apartment specifically? Oh, about their apartment? Not about the decor or anything. I've got like events that happen in the apartment. Okay, then we're moving on. I think at one point he says fun on a bun, which is the first time he says fun on a bun. Which is a thing I very much like saying. Oh, it's I very say it fun to you to say. all the time, actually. I think we say it to each other a lot. We're nerds is what we're saying. We're, ha- we're on a Futurama podcast. So what are, we, what are we talking about? We made it three episodes before they found out we were nerds. <laughs> awesome. Two more episodes than I expected. They move in, they decorate the place, and they have a housewarming party where they get together to watch All My Circuits. Yeah, the big the big wedding scene, I believe. And again, I could I could go on and on about how much I love all my circuits and Calculon and all of that, but I won't. This isn't a this isn't an all my circuits podcast, which would be about the most meta weird Futurama podcast ever. We should have called this podcast All My Circuits Fancast. Snap. Snap. Oh well. I will say though that I really love the part where the wedding gets it. Tra- interrupted with the robot that's just beeping Mm -hmm. and fry says uh, is he objecting or backing up and amy's like i think both (laughs) yeah i love that robot it's the only it only seems to be able to communicate in the backing up beeps that's the important part that i really had about that yeah um again it's it's calculon being calculon and the ridiculousness of all my circuits yeah but honestly, like like I said, that's kind of my favorite part of this episode because I'm a weirdo. Well, I I don't even think Zoidberg was in this episode at all. No, he, he well, was. He made the little crab claws that Hermes throws up. <laughs> I made them myself. They find out that Bender's antenna is causing problems with TV. Yeah. And then, then a mob kind of shows up because it's ruining the entire floor. If there's one thing you don't want to mess with, it's somebody's TV. That's true. Even even in the year 3000. 
I feel like now would be like, you can take away my TV. Don't take away my internet. Agreed. And I thought this was an interesting point that, you know, even in, you know, when they were making it, they were like, they will still have cable and satellite and, you know, a thousand years where we're already talking about like, I need my Netflix and Hulu and. That's true. I mean, we've, we've talked a lot about how good Futurama is at predicting a lot of things about the future. This was a swing and a miss. Yep. That's okay. We'll we'll give them the occasional miss. Bender moves out after this whole ordeal. But don't forget, he almost gets thrown out because the uh, the landlady is like, "Well, you heard the mob." It's true. That is God. What is her name? She shows up in a lot of episodes in a lot of different roles. Yeah, she's not usually the has, same thing. She, I don't think she has a name. She has to have a name, but she's always talking about jiggers and mm-hmm. what you call it yeah you what you call it idiot <laughs> it's got a tv you what you call it idiot because again that that kind of points out how how very much we're like plot point plot point plot point zinger 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 this episode was it was all like one line one line funny 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 and that's it right i mean as as important as kind of the end result is where fry and bender become roommates because they remain so for the rest of the series yeah the plot of the episode is actually kind of boring yeah yeah it's it's fine regardless bender moves back to the robot arms apartments bender stops drinking and gets basically the equivalent of drunk not drunk, wasted. Wasted. Yeah, he's got five o'clock rust. He seems to be perspiring everywhere. My favorite bit with that is when he's going on that sort of stereotypical uh, bender. Not the robot, but like going on a bender. Ah, I see what you did there. I see what the show writers did there ah. more than anything. Very clever, you guys. There's like a 15 different layers to the name bender. But he's going on this sort of stereotypical bender montage and all the neon signs. And my favorite one is boring geology lecture. Yeah. I actually noted them all down because I thought they were funny. No liquor license, public library, Bible study two night with the number two. You got to have the number two there. Boring geology lecture and water fountain. But I just, I love the boring geology lecture one because they specifically point out it's boring. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's the way they they use the neon sign to get people in. Hey, th- well maybe it's maybe it's not boring as like I'm so bored. Maybe it's from boring. Boring Oregon? Yeah. Would you put it past Matt Groening? He does make fun of Eugene Oregon mm-hmm. many Absolutely. many and he was from later. Here, from from this Portland that we are sitting in. It's true. A lot of Simpsons characters are named after streets in Northwest Portland. Yeah, Terwilliger and South Portland. Uh-huh. whatever nobody cares about the geography of portland that's not true that's just a different podcast spinoff podcast no <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah he go he becomes blind stinking sober we get another one of my favorite bender lines from this moment by the way which is uh when leela says have a drink for the people who love you and he's he replies with I hate the people who love me and they hate me. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, the, that's the real, like, 
the escalation of the plot and it kind of resolves with Bender cutting off Zantina, realizing that's not what he needs to do and having it put back on. Uh-huh. And I mean, there are, there are some jokes that are kind of, uh, you know, his antenna is equivalent of his uh, wing dang doodle. Yeah, wing dang doodle. But I don't, I don't know. I think I probably found them more funny when the show was on, when I was a much, much younger gentleman. Yeah, we're watching it from a specific lens right now that we saw it much differently 10 years ago. I think that the antenna to genitalia sort of jokes are, I don't know. I don't think they've aged very well, to be honest. No, I would agree with you on that. Now we're just kind of skipping over a whole bunch, but I mean, there's not... It's not really... I mean, it's not a plot-heavy episode. It's more of a, this is an interesting thing to look at. Here's Calculon a thing. I mean, in my notes here, literally the last thing I have noted is the boring geology lecture sign. After that, I just kind of shut off. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a couple of funny moments. Like, they watch the apology between the human character and Calculon on all my circuits, and then they get it backwards. Yeah, I do kind of like that. With actually. the wrong person apologizing to the wrong person. So. But again, it's an all my circuits joke. Like this episode should have just been all my circuits. Yeah. Well, I think that would have been a uh, a bold move. Just airing thirty minutes of all my circuits, a thing we've never seen before, in the third episode of a television show. I would watch it. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that we, you wouldn't, because I would also do that because it's a future drama spinoff. But I'm just saying it's it would when you look at. It's the third episode ever. So, uh, I, well, and I, then I really hate the way that the plot kind of gets nullified again. Right. I was going to bring that up because we talked about that in episode one where, like you said, I mean, it was, it was kind of your point where he starts out as a delivery boy. He doesn't want to be a delivery boy. He ends up as a delivery boy. It's that same sort of plot structure where... um he moves in with Bender. It's problematic. They go through all this stuff to try to fix it. He moves in with Bender. It was never a problem to begin with. Yeah. And it's, it's just, I mean, twice in three episodes where the, the plot basically didn't need to happen. If somebody had like opened a door or talked in a rational way, kind of sucks. Like it just doesn't, it, I can see, like it was a fun show to watch when it first came on, but looking back on it and having that kind of structure multiple times is just like, I uh, think it's just a different kind of humor that maybe doesn't really land with us. I've, I feel like it. it can be kind of a clever idea. Maybe it's just cause we've seen the show so many times where we're just like, okay, well that didn't contribute yeah. to anything. Yeah, that's true. I, I it, you might be right that it's just not hitting us in the right way where it would have like ah, ha ha that was funny because they didn't actually have to do anything or whatever like but I remember when the show was still on TV and it was a new thing and I had a friend who just thought that was the funniest gag ever where they open the closet and hey the closet's huge fry can just live in there so I, it's definitely funny to some people but I don't think it's like I said, I just don't think it really lands with us. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I, you know, especially using it twice in three episodes is not a clever way of, you know, pacing your plots. Very true. Then again, I mean, with production order and what have you, it was just all kind of being thrown together at once. But when they're scheduled this way, at least on the, the Netflix order that we have, it just doesn't. 
It doesn't work for me. Despite kind of jumping over a, a whole lot of the end there, I think that's all we really have to say about it. So what is the verdict on this episode, you think? I don't think it's uh, one of the more lasting episodes. There are some interesting things in it, like All My Circuits and Bender's kind of his, a lot of his origin stuff. Well, not origin, but you know what I mean. The um, the alcohol thing. The alcohol, the, the world bidding around uh, his, his traits, that he needs alcohol to live. So some of the things in the episode work, some of it doesn't. I'm... I mean, I have it written down as like a B plus. I could probably be convinced to make it lower to a B. See, honestly, I take it all the way down to a C. Oh. Like, and- I, like I said, basically everything I love about this episode, Bender has some of my favorite Bender lines. We get Calculon in all my circuits. That's about it. I, I mean... It's like you said, it's kind of just a forgettable episode. That's true. But it does give us, I mean, you were talking about it's some of the funniest funniest bender lines or favorite bender lines. It's some of the favorite all my circuits things. Uh, it's it's not a there's nothing to salvage from the episode. It's not like just maybe it's one you skip if you are rewatching it if you're just not feeling it because there's nothing of real importance there, but I just feel like I could cut out about half of the episode and enjoy it. So at that point, I got to give it nothing higher than a C. Okay, I see your point. It's it's maybe a little bit harsh, but forgettable doesn't earn a B in my book. I see your point. I am going to probably mark it down a little bit farther then because I, I, I see where you're coming from and I agree with you that it should probably be Oh, okay, we are celebrating that now. Okay. Booyah. Wait, do people still say booyah? You do. With that, I think that's going to do it for us for this episode. If you want to get in contact with us, you have many options. Well, you've got two options. Two can be many. You can email us at backtothefuturamapodcast at gmail.com, or you can tweet at us at backtofuturama. I'm Mike. I'm Ben. Goodbye Goodbye from from the world of tomorrow. tomorrow.